Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. Welcome to the fifth and final installment, at least for this season, of the Small Team Showcase. This has been really popular this year. I was surprised <laughs> a little bit. It's great to see small teams being recognized. It's great to, to let them have a voice. If you have a small team and you want to be on the show next season, shoot me a DM or something. Find me on Instagram, shoot me a DM, and, and we'll talk. But for our fifth and final installment, we are saving the best for last. And I'm going to say fourth time is a charm, right? We're at four now, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's welcome the gang from Texas Paranormal Recon. Uh, we have Scott and Ricky on the line. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how are y'all? So tell us a little bit about Texas Paranormal Recon. Well, we do primarily residential cases. We have done one business. And if people have a problem and they want to get rid of something, we come in and fix it. Rid of something like a, an ex-husband? A hey. Neighbor? An ex-husband you know? if but, Yeah, usually something that's a little bit more paranormal, but we're always open for other things. We can do, we yeah. can do communication with spirits. Um, I'm a medium and a psychic in addition to other things. Um, but usually a lot of the cases that we get are people that have something going on. They're at the point now they don't want evidence. Evidence is really obvious right now. They're not really looking to communicate in the sense they're trying to make a friend. It's not necessarily grandma or a friendly grandma, let's say. And uh, they want to just make things stop. But we can do communication. We can do spirit rescue. We can do all that other business. But the big one that kind of stands out for us is that, um, and this is why you probably don't know about us, we don't have a Facebook page. We don't have any internet presence. We don't have a YouTube channel. We don't go to homes and gather stuff to post up on the internet uh, for people to view. So if we have people that really do have a problem, but they want to they want to keep it quiet, they want to preserve their privacy, we're that team. Yeah. If we gather information, we just give it to the clients, and that's as far as that goes. Very interesting. So you mentioned something uh, when you were talking about what you all do, a term I've not heard before, ghost rescue. Or spirit rescue? Oh, that's like one thing. Spirit rescue is like it's a phrase you'll see popping up in the normal community when you've got like um, an earthbound spirit that's kind of trapped or still around, and you try to help them cross over. Oh, okay, because I've not I've not seen that before, and that was intriguing. <laughs> um, so, <Yeah>. bas- <laughs> so basically, you guys come in after everything has already been established yes we've got something going on no we don't want these extra people staying in the house our house is too small we don't have room for all of them whatever yeah. uh, we need them to find somewhere else to be and we can we can take care of that like we can also like we said do the initial part if they they're just curious but by and large the cases we've had there are people that you know they're not looking for someone to take an sls camera and take a picture of it we we got that <laughs> yeah okay since you do primarily residential, and I know that there are teams out there that it doesn't matter if it's residential or what I call commercial, like the big name haunted places, uh, they'll post it all over the world. But you do primarily residential, and you keep those quiet. Yeah, you don't talk about them. You don't. So then, how do you find how do you find residentials? How do they find you? How do you find them? We've been very lucky that most of our friends from the paranormal world have referred us people. We've been 
referred to as far as Midland. We've done some East Texas cases, Fort Worth cases, South Fort Worth, Oklahoma. We get a lot of stuff word of mouth. Like um, we won't, for example, we won't tell people about our clients and post things up, but we have seen our clients on Facebook and stuff like that. Whenever someone else is having a problem, they'll go, oh, we'll go see Scott, go see Ricky. Yes. So primarily we get our cases word of mouth. Sometimes we'll see on a group page, I've got this problem, blah, 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 looking for somebody to help, and we'll offer to help. And a few of those have come about, which was great. But yeah, we don't do advertising. We have some business cards, but that's about as far as it's going to go. Yeah. This is awesome. This is like old school paranormal as it should have been. Yeah, right? before the internet and before social media and, and YouTube. and I've been doing this for a while, so that's kind of the world I always still kind of lived in. I'll, I'll be honest. Well, that's I, the uh, world you come from, basically. Yeah, that, that, I don't, I don't um, that's why I'm so, I truly mean this in the most honest way. I'm amazed at all the stuff you guys do with like the podcast and stuff, because that's so many moving parts, and I don't think I could do that without losing my mind. <laughs> it's oh, cute yeah. you think I haven't but, lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's the, the world that we're kind of in, which is, yeah, kind of old school in that way. It just makes more sense. It's easier to kind of do. And whatever well, it's we're working going for in, you. It's, it's working. Whenever we go into a case, this is where things are kind of different. Like Ricky and I both have our professional lives. So some things, you know, you can't just go screaming out into like a YouTube channel if you're, you know, trying to go on a job interview as a high school teacher. Right. No. You just. Hi, I'm a ceremonial magician and a witch. I'm also a psychic medium, but I don't like to teach your kid English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that might not go over well. So it's like whenever we come up to our clients and tell them, you know, this is where we're coming from, and the rest are like, oh, yeah, we can definitely trust you because the same concerns they have, we would have. And there's been many times I've offered, like, whenever I'm going into a home to help people, it's like, you can just tell people I'm tutoring your kid and, like, whatever. Yeah. You know, if they look me up, I'm a certified teacher. Yeah. No, I know I know you are, and from what I understand, you're actually a really good teacher. And we won't mention your last name, so nobody has to know you're here. We'll, we'll keep that oh, quiet, that, too. <laughs> uh, let's, let's play it fast and loose. I'm actually within four years of retirement. So, um, yeah, I'm getting out. <laughs> I'm getting more out as I'm getting closer to the end. That's good, because there's a whole lot of you that I want to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, please do. But I want to talk to Ricky first. Go for it. Sure. We usually get you know, a couple of people on at a time. And for some reason, the dynamic is always male-female. I don't know why, oh. but that just seems to be what we attract. And then the female usually sits there and they're kind of quiet in the background. Not, not going to happen today. <laughs> no, no. We're not going to let that happen. Well, no, because Ricky, I don't think you're you're quiet in the background kind of person, are you? No. <laughs> Really, not really. So tell me, how did you get involved with all this? Everybody's got one defining moment that says, hey, you know what? I need to start looking into this or I need to help people who are dealing with this. How did you get into all this? Well, it, it goes way, way back to the 90s. And I had some experience with a paranormal entity, me and a group of my friends. And I was so traumatized by that experience because I used to be the biggest Freddy cat that you can imagine. My friends won't go see scary movies with me because I scream and make the entire. <laughs> but um, 
I had nowhere to turn. You know, we didn't have the internet at that time, and there was nothing to look up, and everybody I talked to either thought I was crazy. So, you know, I'd take sleeping pills to sleep. It was so bad um, as a teenager. And so life went on, and I've always been interested in the paranormal. And now as an adult, I travel quite a bit. And on all my travels, there's always something in the paranormal that I go to experience or to see. And so one of my friends from high school contacted me and said, hey, I'm getting a group together. Do you want in? Well, at the time, I was too busy, and I couldn't make any commitment. And then I was going through my old messages and came across his message, and I contacted him and said, hey, is this still going on? And he's like, yeah. So I joined a group, and Scott was in that group, and we met. And it went through a few transitions. Then Scott and I just decided, you know, residential is what we want to do, we want to help people. Of course, the fun places are cool to go to and everything, but I really want to be doing it for a reason because my life is so chaotic and hectic during the week that for me just to go and I'm not going to say waste four hours of a day going to someplace fun, but if I can go out and accomplish something, it's better for me. I find that Scott and I have a great dynamic. We're a great team. Scott is the mastermind, and I'm so new to this. I'm like kitchen bit. So I am totally learning whatever he needs, and then whatever he needs, I bring him. Or, you know, I shuffle the clients around, or I do whatever needs to be done. And with that, I get to learn a lot and meet some really interesting people. We've met some great families. I mean, just great people. And I can only imagine, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And some of the things that happened to them are so horrific that, you know, it's not like you could just pick up the phone and call the police and they're going to help you with it. Mm-mm. So you really need people who have experience with this stuff. And then, of course, there's the part where they could tell other people and they think they don't believe them. They just think they're off their meds. And yeah. it's not, that's not the case at all. People are so into believing good, no matter what religion, that they forget sometimes that evil things do exist, and they can wreak havoc on your life, and not just your life, but the lives of the people around you, and whether you know it or not, the lives of people, you know, 80 miles away are somehow connected with it. You don't know what's going on, you just know it's not right, and we help them figure that out. That is very, very noble. It's it's a job, I got to tell you. It wears you out. Um, mm-hmm. The that you hear about paranormal investigators being exhausted the day after an investigation, that is no lie. You're dehydrated. You have headaches. You have marks on you. Um, your entire body is sore, depending yep. on the case. Um, and that could last for days and days and days. Yeah. And it does hurt your job, whether you do it during business hours or not. Because you can just be so tired and your mind wanders so much that it, you just can't let it. You can't let it do that. So you have to have some kind of control over it. So what do you do for yourself to protect against that kind of energy? Um, Scott really watches out for me. He does things for me. Um, if I need it, if there's something weird, I can pick up the phone and call him. And I, I put full trust. I mean, I just I trust him with my life. And then there's Tylenol. There's a lot of Tylenol that goes around. Yeah. Uh, tons of water, tons of water. And 
you know, you just have to, you, whatever you go through, you become stronger and you learn to deal with it. So, you know, am I stronger than I was six months ago? Oh yeah, totally. Um, and that affects every aspect of my life. So you learn to juggle things and you learn to come out ahead and be better, be better than you were. Everything that you're saying resonates with me, and John can back me up on this one. When we go out, uh, if it's a particularly intense experience or a particularly intense environment, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm out for for days. Oh yeah, I'm down. It's like don't don't even try and get me off the couch. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you know, uh, I have pets. I love my pets, mm-hmm. and my two dogs sleep with me, and the cats come in every once in a while, and. The cat was biscuit wounding me all over the place. My arms were so sore, I could not move him. I was just oh. like, you know what? Just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I give up. It's going to be fine. Whenever I go pee, I've got antibiotic um, <laughs> lotion I can put on it. So just, you know, go to town. It's all fine. It's all good. It's one like but, you crawl uh, down the hallway. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But you do get some good sleeping afterwards. I'll tell you that. Uh, when you're that exhausted. And, you know, it depends on the case. We've had cases that, you know, we don't always go in knowing what we're going into. So there mm-hmm. are cases where we go in and uh, some of them we go in blind. Uh, some of them, you know, the client will tell us what's going on and we'll have an idea and we'll get there. And, uh, you know, they're not 100% correct and neither were we in our assumption of what was going on. Uh, sometimes you go into a case and it's something like marital problems. It's not paranormal at all. And, you know, you got this dude who really needs to talk to somebody and you sit there and you talk to them. It's just, by God, you're there to help. You do whatever you need to do. And then some cases, like the last few weeks, have been very intense and very serious. And there comes a point where you say, okay, we've done all that we can do today because we can't. It's Saturday night and we have to work Monday. And we've got to pull ourselves together before then. So there comes a part where you leave it as safe as you can, and then you go back. We tend to always go back and check on our mm-hmm. client after an investigation, just to check on their well-being. Or I'll tell you, we got one client. I love his dog. I love his dog so much. And the whole drive there, I'm just excited to pet his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything is going to be okay, but I, I cannot wait to pet this little dog. So... But it's all been very interesting, and I'm learning a ton. Let me turn to Scott for a second. Um, Scott, I know that you are sensitive, right? You're actually a full, you're a full-blown medium, right? Yeah. been talking to dead people and other things for a real long time. So how do you, because I'm, I'm sensitive, right? I'm, I'm a little sensitive. I'm not, I'm not anywhere near where you're at. And I get, I get tired quick. I get drained pretty quick uh, if I'm not careful. How do you, when you're going, especially to a, a place that's unknown, you're not really sure what's going on yet, how do you how do you protect yourself and keep yourself grounded? Here's like one of the big things that's kind of different about being a lot of other mediums and other things is I am a, if we're talking old school, I'm a traditional old occultist. Mm-hmm. So I've been Calvin Sachs Wicca, practiced that for 40 plus years. I... Uh, practice Golden Dawn ceremonial magic, specifically Alpha Omega Current, since 1991. So let's put all that within that context. So while some other people have those little psychic bubbles and other stuff, I've got an entire other array of protection that's entirely magical. 
I've got a ton of other like uh, magical amulets and things that I've created that I can chunk over in clients, or if it's really bad, I've got one I chunk out of my bag at Ricky if she needs it. So I can do like a whole lot of other things. So I can cycle energy in when I need to and just kind of run off that. One thing that kind of still kind of, I think it still perplexes Ricky is whenever we're running cases, one, I'm vegan. Um, two, I tend to, I'm trying to go like raw vegan. So just eating fruits and veg and, you know, nothing that's cooked, no processed food whatsoever. But whenever we're running cases, like I don't eat for the full day. I'm entirely running off of uh, the energy I'm cycling through to kind of keep me going. Wow, that's pretty amazing. But that's just part of that. That's part of that practice. Yesterday, I was starving. I was so hungry, I was hangry. And Scott's just good. <laughs> like, oh my yeah, God. I just, like, I just need water. Give me water. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I'm like, when he's not looking, I'm going to have to eat my foot or something because I'm starving. <laughs> um, because it does that. You know, normally on a given day, I would be fine. But when you've got something sucking the energy out of you, mm-hmm. I get hungry. I get yeah. hungry. So oh, yeah. um, sometimes I'll take some fruit and stuff. Because uh, Scott can eat that, and if he wants some, he's more than welcome to it. And uh, that will help me a lot. And uh, sometimes I just have to stop at McDonald's because, you know, it's a must. i got to eat something. I'm like you. This being able to run a, a whole investigation the whole day and not have to, to build up your energy with food, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Our last, yesterday, we were running for about seven hours, and um, that was fun. It was very helpful, but again, I wasn't eating anything. They're like the clients were like, "You want something?" I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm I'm good." So, like, whenever that's going on, I'm not only cycling energy through me. I'm also doing the same thing for Ricky because she's after being around a lot of the ceremonial magic vanishings and invocations I do to kind of clean out a place. It's opening her up as well, so she's getting much more psychic as we go. Which is exciting. but that also means I got to put a lot of action on her. Yeah, um, he does. He watches out for me. Um, he has to. Um, and I'm getting really good to where I can say, Hey, there's something on me. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell it's not just your arm tingling or something. You know that there's something there. And yesterday I was actually able to see something across the street Ooh. that has been before. Wow. So also she's really getting really good at whenever I'm pulling stuff, like not just energy, but other things too, out of clients. She can see that as well. Yes. Yes, I can. You know, not definitive lines or anything, but I can see an ashy presence or a color very vividly of what it's projecting, and and that's exciting. Well, that's interesting, and that's the first time anybody's mentioned something like that on our show. Uh, Do the different colors mean different things? Yeah. Because you say you, you see colors, so I would imagine just, like, dark colors would be something your your mind for the first time, and this is again going back to like magical practice, is like whenever you're trying to deal with different magical or some spiritual, and I'm I'm going to separate magical, spiritual, and psychic energy. Okay, because okay. a lot of people just lump it together. But whenever you're dealing with different kinds of, at first your your body's trying to make sense and process it, so it's trying to use some of the symbolism of your subconscious mind to help you understand what that is which is one of the reasons why one person might, let's say if I pull out something negative, might see it as ashy and dry, because for them that is what is bad, is ashy, dry, like dead things. Someone else might see it as a rough texture mm. and a smell. Okay, so what 
what somebody sees is based on their point of view. At first, and then it okay. starts changing and becoming more universal. And that's like one of those things, like whenever, for example, let's talk ceremonial magic for a while and not like your traditional ghost hunting, paranormal, whatever stuff. But at some level on like ceremonial magic, whenever you're doing evocations of the angels, one of the ways that you can kind of do as a safeguard and a check that you're actually contacting real spirits and not like just making stuff up in your head is that after you do your vocation, let's say with the uh, Archangel Haniel of Vernetzak, which, you know, rules over Venus, and you start noticing certain things about him, and you go like, yeah, this is how he keeps appearing to me. And then they release other documents to and go, here, read this for a while. And you read through, you read through, and it's like, oh, this is where someone else described him in a book. And it's the same thing I'm seeing, but I've never read this book up until now. Wow. So you've got older text that's confirming this is what he appears like when you summon him in this fashion. And you know this isn't something that was just made up on the fly because, the you know, the paper is real old. It's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say like tea stain because you can do that. But, you know, it's it's an older text. And obviously this is not something that they just kind of like made up real fast because you haven't told them everything. But here's your confirmation. So it's objective. It's confirmable. And that's one thing that's kind of different, too, again, with the kind of background I have is that whenever I'm talking psychic stuff, I've always been trained to look for things that are objective, confirmable, so it's not mm-hmm. just, man, I have a bad feeling. It's something we can say, okay, this is accurate. Like when you're dealing with spirits and you're talking about, you know, someone's uncle that died, can you get over information about how he looked and that something can be firmed? Um, you know, this is typical stuff you have in medium classes. If you're feeling chest pains, oh, is that okay, he died of a heart attack, I'm feeling chest pain, stuff like that. I'm feeling a lot of heat and nicotine. Oh, God, was he a chain smoker? Did that lead into it? You know, you look for stuff that's confirmable. Interesting. So would you prefer to go into a new place without all the history, like the first time you do a walkthrough, to get the impressions and then try to validate it? Or do you try to get the history first and then see if the impressions match up to what you already know? This, this is what I kind of do, and this is kind of like what Ricky and I end up doing as well. But I've, I've, I'm used to kind of like traveling on my own and sometimes working with groups and sometimes not. So I'm kind of used to being the techie. I'm used to being the medium. I'm used to being the case manager because you kind of have to wear all hats. Mm-hmm. So after Oh, doing, I know. <laughs> after, yeah, after doing that for a real long time, I'm really good about being honest about what I'm getting psychically. So if you tell me something, I'm not going to like let that play into my mind and make up a story. I'm just going to be honest about if I'm getting something or if I'm not. And if you ever see me kind of posting a thing online, it's always that kind of thing that I kind of, I wish other psychics had that power, which was, you know, if you're not getting something in a room, it's okay. Cause there may not be something there. Yeah. And can we stress that point, please? Every time you go out, whether it's residential or commercial, it's okay to not get anything. It is okay. It is normal, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, and it's also one thing that's kind of interesting with the clients is that um, it may not be here now. It's mm-hmm. not like it's Beetlejuice and they're stuck in the room, and if they leave, they go to Saturn and encounter sandworms for anyone who remembers Beetlejuice. That's one of my least favorite movies, and for some reason, everybody else in the world loves it. <laughs> yeah, um, there is in my in my in my mind, <laughs> what little that it is, there is this 
it seems like this need that everybody, well, we got to go somewhere and we've got to hit it and right away things have to start happening. Yeah. And I think a lot of that clouds what is actually going on. So the dust is is dust. It's not an orb. Just because you want it to be an orb doesn't make it an orb. The sounds that you hear, you've got to stop. Is that the house settling or is that really something? It doesn't always have to be something. Paranormal. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. That being said, yeah, there's a lot of people who are so excited to be doing what they're doing when they're on an investigation that there's always something there and it's always so serious. And yeah, there may be something there, but it's not a serious thing. Or, you know, it's not it's not a portal. It's not a demon. It's not Walker. It's not the worst thing. It could be a skinwalker, a shadow person. No, it, it, it's not that. Yeah, there's a shadow there, but it's not a shadow person. It's, you know, the thing in front of the lamp. That's all it is. And it looks big against the wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, n- not everything that you come across is paranormal. You know, nature itself is kind of creepy sometimes. Oh, yeah. But that being said, I want to tell you something interesting that I've noticed about the cases that Scott and I run. And it it happens to both of us, and it usually happens around the same time or the same day. But we'll have a big case coming that we don't even know about yet. And weird and bizarre things start happening to us personally. We had a case, gosh, we tried to schedule that case for four months, and there was either something on our end that we couldn't do or something on the client's end that we couldn't make it. And one weekend it was definite and I was driving to work. I've been driving to work the same way for 12 years every day. And it is not a hard drive. It's not a highway drive. I could walk it in my sleep and I forgot how to drive. Ooh. I was driving and I forgot how to drive and that sounds absolutely nuts. But Sounds absolutely terrifying is what it sounds. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. I found the first parking lot, and I actually had to pull over, and I know I looked ridiculous. I just, I got out of my car, and I just paced. And I paced it, and I paced it, and I was like, oh, my God, um, what am I going to do? And then I finally, it started coming back to me. But we'll have strange things like uh, my TV comes on around three between three and four every night. Now, my TV is Amazon Prime, so when it comes on, there's a Prime menu already on the TV. This is just a blue screen, and it wakes the dogs up, and they just lay back down and go back to sleep, and I've got to where it's happened so often now, I'm just annoyed, annoyed at it. And it doesn't happen every night, but it happens randomly. There was a point where flies everywhere just I know it's summertime, but there were so many flies, and it wasn't anywhere but around me. It's like, okay, I'm a clean person. I smell good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Why are these freaking flies all around me? Here's one of my most interesting ones. Uh, Scott and I had a case in East Texas, and it was the big one that caused me to forget how to drive. And the client called and said, we can't do it. And Scott called me. He's like, do you feel like a road trip? And I'm like, yes, I do. And he said, we're going out to East Texas. We're going to do this case. And we called the client. We said, well, we're already on our way out there. So um, they're like, okay, come on. On the way out there, there were so many obstacles that would not happen to a person in 10 years. Oh. Uh, a fog came up, and there was no water anywhere. I kept, I have a, a playlist with like, you know, 1,200 songs on it. 
and Robert Johnson's Hellhound on my trail, it came up, gosh, Scott, how many times did that play in an hour? Four times. Yeah, now, four times. Up, yeah, that song doesn't pop up, but, you know, once every blue moon, when you've got it on shuffle, it played four times. It, You could smell the bad thing that we were going after in the car. I mean, it was such an overwhelming smell. And I'm like, Scott, I smell cedar and wet leather. And he's like, that's the thing. You could see, you felt things watching you drive all the way there. Animals were darting everywhere. It's like it projected itself over to you in anticipation yeah. to observe you as you closed in. Well, I was actually scanning the residents as we were driving over during that time. So I was doing like a little psychic walkthrough, if you will, if I wasn't there. And uh, that's when that happened. And one thing, Ricky, uh, we need to mention is that when we got there, it was over like a basically a cursed guitar that had the images of a hellhound on it, a little Ouija board thing, and a guy in a top hat. So it had the same imagery as in that song that kept playing on the radio. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's actually interesting. It's like they were inviting you. Well, they were they were scanning it out. Like we've had one really bad case has happened. Like the the protection magic on my place is pretty severe. But whenever something tries to get through, it's like that's one of those things. Like Ricky, we got a case coming. Yeah, and it's big. Yeah, it's a big one. You can tell some some of it's just back. You know, like Bill Jack with something like move your stuff, or you know, you're looking for something that you know you put there that night. And you can't find it till the next day, and there's no other explanation. So. I know I put my earrings on the same table every day, every single day, and what I'm missing. And yeah, I find it on that table the next morning, just down a little bit. And it's just strange. But the bigger cases, you really have a sense of, man, this isn't right. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is <laughs> this is something that's something's coming. They, they announce <laughs> themselves is how I like to phrase it. And also the after effects, too. Yeah. Like like I said, I've got a lot of protection stuff over her and a lot over me, but like um, that one guitar case one afterwards, I just got a new car not too long ago, about two years, nearly died, congestive heart failure, that kind of business, but got a new car afterwards, so I didn't actually put all the junk on it I normally would, and after that guitar case one, um, I had to replace the battery in my car, so there's 200 bucks out. Afterwards, the uh, the starter wouldn't work. After that, it was, um, they had to replace the third and fourth cylinder in the engine. Is this the car you you took out there with you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that one. The one we brought it back to. So we travel over in Ricky's car, but like hers, it kind of did some stuff over mine. I was like, oh, it's a new car. Just entirely forgot about it. And, you know, couldn't get at me, couldn't get at her, did get at that. Uh, But fortunately, my car was still under warranty. So It wasn't a Cadillac by any chance, was it? No. Okay, well, then it, it, could, then it wasn't the car. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a Cadillac, I could believe all the problems were the car, but no, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> and again, an entirely new car within like, you know, not even two years old. Yeah. Can we go back just a second to the scanning? I know what you mean by that, but I don't know that our listeners would, would know what that is. All right. If I'm using the correct terms, keep in mind, I started off paranormal stuff, reading parapsychology by, you know, professors back when I was in middle school. So Mm -hmm. that was my kind of thing. So this would be your Dr. Russell Targ, just obvious, like remote viewing. So go into an alpha mind state and just kind of like go through and let whatever images kind of come in of the place 
and kind of, let's say, psychically walk through it and feel what's there, get an idea about the uh, the layout. And if I'm doing it right, when I walk into the house, the house looks exactly like it did in my mind. On one client that we had, for example, I was scanning her for health issues because she was an older lady to see if, you know, what she was dealing with was paranormal or if it could be other. And uh, the description of her was down to a notch. The uh, the Her health issues will kind of keep it vague because she was an older lady. What they were were not anything that would affect her mind, but make her more, how shall we say, prone to being self-conscious. Yeah. She was also, I don't know if this makes sense, but for like some of the older listeners, you'll get it. Like when a person's of a certain age and they stop sleeping in a bed, they start sleeping in a, a chair. Yep. Yep. I know exactly. My mother's that, that Yeah. Person. Your your bedroom is no longer like a bed. It's a chair and a room. And, yep. and so we've got all those health issues that go along with what happens when that pops up. If you're remote viewing or scanning, it can scan back. Right, which is one of those things. But if it's here's the thing, most of the time it doesn't happen that big of a deal. But if it's a, like I said, it's a beefier case that actually is a lot more dangerous, those things know that you're coming before you do. And at least for us, they tend to introduce themselves. They're kind of like, you know, marking their territory and saying, you don't mess with us. In that case, in particular, when we're doing, um, uh, spirit box thing one of the first things we got through again I was rapidly going through the channels really fast so it wasn't like a, an easy thing it was same voice over multiple channels kill the freaks um, nice oh, that, wow. that one actually on uh, Ricky's Spasma box Ricky called me out as the Wiccan uh, yeah. whenever I started doing some uh, ceremonial banishings it said like well it's, it's Scott show it said that yeah Nothing quite like being called out on a personal level. Well, yeah, no offense to Ricky. Like the last two cases, they they called her a bitch, so that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, twice, twice. Um, but I'll tell you what is very. Um, it makes you really, really uncomfortable. Actually, is when the spirits are asking you for help from the entity that is so bad. Mm-hmm that there's other spirits begging you for help. Yeah, that was happening at the cu- guitar case and about a couple others where the spirit, oh yeah, the one we had not this week, but last week, the spirits that were normally there that would be like your grandma and stuff like that were just like, you know, help us. And they were they were providing information that the clients couldn't have. It was like a second client interview, oh, you wow. know, physical client yeah. interview and then spirit client interview. And that turned out to be helpful? Yes. It usually is. Like whenever they're talking about this stuff, it's like we have this concept in the occult called the spirit of place. So, for example, if I'm evoking something into, uh, let's say, my living room area, there probably is already spirit that is there, the spirit of place. And then the other spirit coming in may be hostile, maybe not. So if you don't get a evocation that works properly, it could because the spirit of place is trying to keep that one out. And in this case, the spirit of place, all the, the human spirits that were there with the family that were, you know, okay, were about to be evicted themselves by the more hostile one that was coming in. So when you're in a situation like that where there is one stronger, I don't want to even say more hostile, but one stronger dominant entity that is kind of holding the others down, uh-huh. how do you, how would you pinpoint 
just that one if you were doing a banishing. This this gets back to like what kind of energy you're cycling with. And I, let me move away from energy and let's just talk spirit for a while because um, one of the things that I'll do as a ceremonial magician is I will pull in like the a new spirit of play. So, for example, if I'm banishing things out and I'm going through your typical Golden Dawn ceremonial banishing cycles, LBRP, Lesser Banishing Ritual, the Hexagram, Supreme Banishing Ritual, the Pentagram, and just going down through the things, at some part you do the Enochian calls that would call in the celestial angels to kind of come in and guide and protect and do all that kind of business, right? So what you're actually doing is inviting the celestial angels, angelic forces, to come in and become the new spirit of place. So if it's, uh, let's say, grandma's in the room, too, the celestial angels aren't going to view her as a hostile threat because it's just grandma. Yeah. But if there is something there that's hostile and baneful, I like that pagan word better than other things, baneful or harmful, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gets at what the real issue is, they'll push that one out along with me and along with whatever else I'm doing. Okay. So there is, because you don't often hear that. You hear about people going in and cleansing a space, ridding of all the entities. Of everything. Of all the energy all that's once, there. Yeah. And I'm thinking there's there are instances where you'd want to keep grandma hanging around if she wants to hang around. And Well, you've got that and you've got other things. Every place will still have a, a spirit of place. So let's talk about some other stuff for a while. And this is where like you get into the need for banishing even if you don't have a ghost. Because you have a lot of... I saw this on like your Facebook group where one person thinks they have a haunting, and but nothing really overtly has kind of happened, but they feel creeped out and like stuff's watching them. Every person produces energy, right? I mean, this is where we get residential hauntings from. Not residential, sorry, this is where we get residual mm-hmm. hauntings from. Got to use the right word, elsewise it makes no sense. <laughs> I but, knew what you meant, though. You know. Yeah, it's like whenever you've got something that's a residual, it's like something bad happened and all that emotion that was produced in that leaves a psychic imprint, which if someone is psychic goes in there and they can hit it and then basically it starts playing like, you know, a a movie. Mm -hmm. But every single day people are like spewing out all this emotion anyway that kind of gathers in their places. And that's that residual energy. So if you have someone who is just, they're going through depression. I mean, just flat out clinical depression. They're producing that energy and it's just caking the walls of their place 24-7. And if someone else goes in there, that stuff is going to, you know, I feel like I'm being watched, especially if it's heavy because it's like nothing's there, but all those emotions are still there. So you're experiencing that like an empath would if they walk into a place and just get hit by things. It's kind of like hanging out with somebody negative all the time and how right. you just pick up and start feeling negative yourself and then, you know, start hating on things. And, and that can also be like a spirit of place, too. It's like whenever they talk about how homes have a personality. Yeah. It's all that residual energy that's kind of stuck in there for a while. Or I'll be honest, like as a, as a teacher, like... Um, Whenever your kids are going through, you know, they come in, they're all in a funk, and they can leave that funk energy behind. Would you recommend that folks who, who have that feeling or folks who are starting to feel a little little squeamish in their own home just periodically do a cleansing of some sort or have somebody come in? That is something that is, let's call it like if you're doing um, 
Golden Dawn ceremonial magic is why we do the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram every single day. It's like shaving for us, right? It's a daily routine to get rid of that stuff. That's also where if you're doing like, if you're a Wiccan, that's where you would open up your windows and burn some sage or Mm -hmm. some nicer herbs and just change the energy. Or if you're into feng shui, this is where you look at the feng shui of your house and say, well, why is this certain residual energy gathering in certain places when it needs to be able to come and go out the door and just kind of cycle through? So, yeah, and in a nutshell, like, everyone should do some, let's be honest, what it used to be called spring cleaning. Yep. That's exactly what I was picturing in my head. <laughs> Taking your out to sun and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can really tell a difference. Yeah, I, I think I think that's actually really great advice. I do. Um, I was just thinking, John, you might remember this, but when we lived in New York, we bought a house in New York from an elderly woman yeah, uh, who had moved down to Florida to, to be with her children. Uh, but she was a heavy smoker. Oh my God, uh-huh. she was a heavy smoker. And a heavy bacon cook. And a heavy bacon cook. Not bacon <laughs> with a K, bacon like pig bacon. Uh-huh. Every, um, must have been every morning. So the walls in the house, all on the first floor, mostly in the kitchen, but all on the first floor were covered in grease laden with smoke. Yeah, tar. And it just built up and built up and built up and we had to kind of scrape that stuff off and it it changed the atmosphere of the house once we got most of that off and i know that's not that's not psychic energy or or ghosts or anything like that but when you start talking about that about removing just as part of a, a daily thing just cleaning things up doing the spring cleaning that's what it made me think of yeah and the night and day in that house from getting all that heavy stuff out of there well, it makes sense on a spiritual level. Yeah, the it same does. way. Let's take it one step further because it's like you mentioned the texture of the stuff that was left on the walls. Mm-hmm. If you're doing magic, you know certain objects are more prone to hold magical energy than others. So, hence crystals and things versus, uh, let's say, plastic. Or like whenever they're doing those ghost hunt things, they're looking for sandstone deposits or other things like that, or you know quartz deposits that may be amplifying a residual. You said like what you had there on the walls wasn't necessarily psychic, but changed things. But all that gunk that was left there could have been a great conductor for holding residual energy. And then when you removed it, then you got rid of that residual energy left over from that lady. The antenna got taken down. Yep. Huh. <laughs> I never really thought of it at the time like that. Um, no. It was just gross. It certainly makes sense, though. But it does. It certainly makes sense. I mean, when you touched it, it was probably sticky, right? Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Oh, it was, <laughs> you couldn't even wash it with well, soap. I mean, it wouldn't come off your it hands. Was, when I said scrape it off, I meant that. I yeah. meant scrape it off. It was disgusting. Well, you know, everything is made of energy. And if you can feel it sticky, then surely bad things and bad energies and stuff probably stick to it, too. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. And, and yeah, the house was kind of oppressive when we moved in and it, it got better. When we started getting that that stuff cleaned up, so oh good, yeah, just slightly off steered off the side there, but um. no, it's still very informative. In the same way, like if you ever have like a place that's got a lot of residual energy that's just really negative, after a while that can attract like a negative spirit that wants to come in because that vibes with them, and it's like that's the food for them. You just said something that I think is really important. Okay, when you talk about having residual energy in your house or having an entity in your house, 
everybody immediately goes to, well, what happened on this property? What died on this property? But it can be attracted to something in the environment. So nothing may have happened there before you bought the house or moved in or built or whatever. Right. But something happened since that attracted it to come over. And that's also about the same way. If you've got a negative spirit that's there, was here in the family, like, don't watch things that are sad. Watch things that are hilarious. Because um, if they start actively changing the residual energy in their house from, like, sad, depressed, uh, fearful to laughing, funny, joyful, then that can start making it more hostile for the negative spirit that needs that equally negative energy to kind of feed off of. Yeah, so solicitors take note of this. You do have you have some control over your environment. If you, if you feel like you're you're not in control, make sure you reach out to a trusted investigator who can come and help you put things in perspective. Yeah, there's always ways around things. I, I'm always I'm always fearful of clients that, um, and we've had some too that were so eager to jump. It's like they wanted to they wanted us to come in, but they were also packing as we were coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you don't need to destroy your credit score. You don't need to destroy like your your economic life just because something negative is going on. It can, you know, there are people that can help if you reach out. And um, I'm going to throw it out there like this for us because we work entirely word of mouth. At some part, it's like the universe, the gods, the spirits, the angels, whatever, do move cases our direction. If you trust enough of that, then, you know, you will get in contact with the right person who won't look at you as another way of kind of getting famous themselves off of the paranormal. You'll find someone that's, you know, honestly trying to help you. So what areas do you cover? I know, I know Northern Texas, East Texas. We will, um, if it's a, if it's a residential case, we'll try to make it as far as we can. Again, we don't charge anything. So it's like, you, you got to accept that, you know, we're traveling with business money and teacher pay money. So, (laughs) (laughs) You know, we'll, we'll go as far as we can go, but some cases we can't. I had a, a lady that actually worked with me before, and she was trying to see if we would fly up to Maine to help her grandmother, who had an extremely violent haunted case, and they invited a team in that was, I'm just going to say unprofessional, and um, they basically stirred everything up, got recording, Great. said, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life, and then left the old lady by herself. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh-uh. And yeah, my friend was wondering if we could fly up, and I was like, um, she was a sped teacher, and I'm like, I'm an English teacher. It's like, you, you know, I can't afford that. But if if there were a way, we would go there, but uh, it's, it's almost impossible. So we just try to find some local groups that we knew that were trustworthy that wouldn't just abandon the, the client. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I can't get my mind around that. If you're a paranormal investigator and you're going to help somebody, help them. Yes. Or, or certainly don't make it worse. Don't make it worse and leave. Oh, God. That's one of the things that's kind of an issue when we're looking at like cases. Because there is there is like a, I don't want to say a division, but there are some people out there that are just trying to gather evidence. There's some people that are out trying to have, sorry to phrase it this way, like a ghost adventure. They're there for kicks. There are some other people that have the ability to get rid of stuff. And sometimes the ones that will go in or they have all the stuff to gather evidence and they think that's the end all be all because that's how they specialize and that's cool. Someone has to do that. But you also got to be able to have contact with people that can get rid of things if 
that's the goal of the client. And, and that, that right there, if you're in it to be famous, to, to get the clips or whatever, you know what, more power to you. I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong, but stay the hell away from the residentials. Yeah. Unless you've got somebody who can follow up behind you and make sure that things are fixed. I got to tell you, a lot of our cases are actually cleaning up after groups that basically just go in, stir things up, or even leave bad things. Ooh, yeah, even worse. Oh, my God. It's been terrible. I mean, it has affected sweet, sweet, good families and people, and not just them, but us. It just spreads. And everything is connected, and it's just this big, just cluster. It's just awful. That's because, you know, we're cleaning up after somebody else who went in and wreaked havoc with these people's lives, either did it on purpose or didn't know what to do with it after they got what they wanted. But when it comes to a residential case, what you wanted should not be vis- should not be video clips. No. Oh, God. Or to cause a scenario to happen. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. To make a dramatic story or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, you're talking with people's lives. Exactly. In some cases, uh, we had a client who actually went into financial ruin because somebody didn't know what they were doing. And it, it sounds crazy, but that's what it led to. And so, you know, if you want to just go in and get evidence, Make that known, but have somebody that they can call to actually take care of the problem. When you leave happy, you know, with all your stuff that you obtain from these people, and then they're just stuck there suffering. Right. Because literally, some of them are suffering. That's where I want to throw something out there, because I've been having this talk with several other groups, because again, I'm kind of old school in some ways. But if you remember, the old way of doing things was if you're trying to find proof of life after death, that's the reason why people did seances. Right. Right. And you could, and I've, I've been trying like coach certain groups to do this. It's like, if you want to gather stuff, you don't have to travel to some house to do it. You can throw a traditional old-fashioned seance. You can use all of your equipment as an extra way of having the ghost communicate. And then if you're just calling on grandma and stuff like that, there are people you know that are safe. You're not putting anyone in jeopardy. You're not opening any, you know, magical skinwalker portal things that, you know, everyone's so big like on. Like Hollywood wants to portray. Right. And you can actually have a real experience. You can document it. You can use your cameras. You can do all that other business. But no one's life is messed up. And then after a while, just like in an actual seance circle, once the spirits of your relatives and friends start realizing or trying to communicate, they will come through mm-hmm. and you can have a good positive experience that doesn't mess up anyone's life, does give proof of life after death. If that's how you're gathering evidence, like I said, some people gather for proof of life after death. That's what it's really about. It is about that exploration. Some other people, it's just for the adventure. The ones looking for an adventure, um, Maybe grandma's not going to be that impressive because she'll tell you about her knitting. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) She'll tell you you need to pay back your student loan and not buy a new car. Right, right. (laughs) Things you might uh, not want to hear. (laughs) But it'll be a lot more productive. I I had a medium once tell me my grandmother used to just pinch her constantly. 
That was my grandmother. And that's what my grandmother would do. She would just pinch people. She was a little old Italian yeah. woman who liked to pinch people. And oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. She, she would, the, the media would email me, say, your grandmother keeps pinching me. Make her stop. <laughs> she likes you. I can't help you. <laughs> you know? I want to throw something else out there. If you're a paranormal investigator, if you're listening and you're a paranormal investigator and you are doing a residential case, know what you're supposed to be doing before you walk in there. Yes. So not only know how to be a paranormal investigator, but have that interview with your client and find out one of the first things that we will ask, and we'll ask this during the initial interview. And our initial interview with clients is usually one to two hours. We'll talk to them. Um, but one of the things we ask is, what are you hoping to get out of this? Are you looking mm-hmm. to to just identify? Are you looking for evidence? Are you looking to have your house cleansed of all the energy? Know all of that up front before you walk in. because. Like Scott and Ricky have said, like we say a lot to everybody, you're playing with people's lives here. Yeah. When you're doing a residential, that's why that's why you will, for the most part, never see any of our residential cases anywhere. You won't see them mentioned in the Facebook group. No. You won't see them here on the podcast. You won't hear about them. You won't see them on any of the social media because these are these are people. <laughs> you know, if you want to, if you want the gasps and the money shot and all of that, go find one of the commercial places. Yeah, there's plenty of them. There's a million of them out there. A good chunk of them are actually really interesting, even yeah. for the history. They sure can be. Yeah. Right. Go go do one of those. Those You'll get some great video, right? Leave yeah. the residential people alone. Well, that's true. I've found that it seems like more often than not in our travels, people just want validation. More, right. more oh, so yeah. than than cleansing or anything. They just want to know they're not crazy. They want someone else to verify in some other way that, that they haven't already. Just to say, yeah, this is real and it's really happening here. Exactly. And um, the one question that Scott and I both ask when people refer us, hey, I've got a case for you. Okay, tell me about it. And they'll tell us the case. Do you want it or not? I'm like, well, what's the goal? Right. You know, do they want to? know if it's there do they want to get rid of it um or they want to film it you know right i need to know what the goal is before we accept a case right that should all be part of the initial interview yes and also be open with a client that you know if your goal changes in the middle of it mm-hmm. like let's say they want to have communication so we're doing the usual psychic medium stuff in the middle of it the spirit says something that they don't like and they want to change the goal they need to be up front and say that yes so yes. we can pivot and do something else. Yeah, we had a case where I think initially the goal was get it all out of my house. Mm-hmm. But once we actually identified that some of this was just, you know, normal, normal everyday stuff, but some of this was not, they were like, ah, eh, this is good then. We're okay with yeah. what it is. Yeah. We yeah. had a client that certain things removed and certain things stay. Yeah. And... That's fine, too. You know, yeah, you want your grandma around, but, you know, you don't want the the big, hairy, tall guy who keeps, you know, right. slamming for the night. You don't want him around. But, yeah, you have to be open and honest. And we find a lot of clients, they don't have bad intentions, but they're not fully honest with us up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for them, but imperative that we know 
So we've actually had spirits tell us something about a client yes. that they withheld from us that was actually very important. And it's, it's really, like I said, embarrassing for them when in the middle of the thing you go, hey, so you've been dabbling in witchcraft? Um, you didn't tell us that. And by witchcraft, we mean the dark stuff, not Wicca, not all the rest, not right. actual witchcraft, mm-hmm. but satanic stuff. Because, uh, yeah, the spirits are ratchet out. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, um, you get so many people who uh, see TikTok videos or they watch the craft and then they're going to be a witch. No. And they stir up a bunch of stuff and can't handle it. So we go in and fix that, too. Yeah. This is where I'd like to jump in on some stuff on that because I am a witch. You know, again, Saxwick and also studying a Larry Cabot, the official witch of Salem, so second degree Cabot witch. A lot of the new ones that are out there, they just get all their information off TikTok and they have no idea. So if you're like a Wiccan, you know, you don't mess with demons. You don't even really like, you know, count them as part of something you would acknowledge is out there. You know, you would think it's fairies first or something like that. But they will uh, mess with a whole lot of stuff that the more traditional, those of us that were trained in the coven would not deal with. And long story short, it's like if you if you're if you're practicing, know what it is that you're doing. Yep. Not everything is evil by any stretch of the imagination, but have someone that is knowledgeable that can kind of guide you on this stuff, or in the very least, go back to books rather than TikTok that can give you a lot better, how should I say, curated information. But also, this is something we've started doing on some of our cases, depending upon my energy. I've started doing tarot readings for some of my clients because they're interested in seeing what's going to happen in their future, but also that's a way I can psychically pull up whatever it is they're not telling us and pull that up. Yeah. Tarot yeah. readings are a conversation we're going to have to have at some point because I have questions for you. But <laughs> we have, We've had like one case in which, you know, they, they we had spiritual stuff going on. Yeah, we had ghosts going on. But we also had a wife that was going to bolt on her husband in the second. So it's like a good chunk of it was spiritual counseling, yes, but also it was how do we help these two people that are in the crossroads of their life that could choose to stay together or leave. Yeah. And um, all that was fueling the fire of the paranormal stuff, and the paranormal stuff was fueling this fire. But um, there were still things that we had to deal with, but it, get, it helped get around the thing about all that was left unsaid. Uh, and especially if you're dealing with people that in the past have dealt with magic, see like how much they actually know. I'll be honest, as a as a Wiccan, I always, whenever someone says they're a witch, I ask like, what's their tradition? If they know what that word means, I know I can talk to them on a certain level. If they don't know what that means, okay, I've got to poke a little bit deeper and see if they're one of these people piecing things together off TikTok. Or if they're practicing mm-hmm. magic, and I go, yeah, Golden Dawn, Alpha Omega, and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, okay, you really aren't that well-versed in things, because, you know. But if the expert witches won't jack with stuff, don't flatter yourself into thinking that you're so powerful that you can handle it after, you know, reading one book, because you can't. You can't do it. Hey, 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 I I watch the craft, therefore I can do all of this. Therefore yeah, that's you know exactly <laughs> No. Yeah, they watch it and think in a month they're going to be floating in the air. And it's like, they don't do that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I ever start floating in the air, I'm going to freak out. So, oh, call You're me. You're going to freak out. <laughs> I'm going to freak out. The cats are going to freak out. That's the easiest way of losing weight is levitation. 
<laughs> well, yeah. It sounds like that sounds yeah. like a joke, but have you ever tried losing weight like the exercise and diet method? You're like, oh yeah, levitation would be easier. Damn it! Well, yeah. either that or move, damn it, move to the moon. Move you can to move the to the moon and lose a tremendous amount of weight. Oh my God, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Not you, him. <laughs> Not you two, him, the husband. All right, we we are past our hour now. How would people get in touch with you? Well, we both have our individual Facebook accounts, but we're also part of some of the Facebook paranormal groups. And like I said, when people post on there, you know, something weird's happening at my house, blah, 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 I need some help. It's like, hey, call us. You know, we'll, we'll instant message or post on there. Give us a call if you can't handle it, and we can see if we can help you. I think it might be, uh, for those looking around there, I'll go ahead and give my last name. It's Scott Terry, and you can find me on Facebook. Send me a message. I The picture... On my profile has the the logo of Texas Paranormal Recon, so it's real obvious you're hitting the right person. And listeners, you can and always reach out to me. Also, um, if you if you can't get a hold of Scott or Ricky, I can get you in touch with them. Yeah. And my last name is Yuling, and mine has uh, Texas Paranormal Recon on the background too. So, um, so you can find us. Uh, you don't have to dig too hard. No, not at all. You. And, and I think that there's some truth in what you said earlier about if it's meant to be, it'll find you. Yes. I do believe that. So, you know, think real hard and we'll, we'll, we'll get you matched up if you're having a problem. Uh, Scott and Ricky, I want to thank you both. I know it was a trial getting to this point. <laughs> No, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. It, it was like the, the internet and electronic gods were trying to keep us apart. Uh, um, yes, yeah, it's been a challenge, but we're here. Oh, we, we have faced many obstacles together, but here we are. <laughs> so, it's, I, it's great to finally get together and do this. I can't say that enough. Yes, yes. I, I really appreciate you guys spending you know an hour of your afternoon with us. I know we're a little weird. <laughs> we're not everybody's cup of no, tea, but... So, thank you guys. You have a wonderful afternoon. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. you and y'all have a good day, too. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. <laughs>